0: Hi, everyone. This is Joshua Kane. Welcome to the first episode of Temple PSO's podcast, where every episode, we're going to break down what it takes to become the best salesperson possible. Today on the podcast, we have Tanner, who is one of our presidents at PSO, and he will be interviewing Harry, who is a PSO alum that works at MuleSoft as an account development executive. They will be talking about Harry's path to joining MuleSoft, the quality of networking PSO can offer, and advice he would give to his freshman self. So, without further ado, here's Tanner and Harry.
1: So, welcome, Harry, to uh, PSO's first podcast. How you doing? I'm I'm uh, good good Tanner. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. The weather's not super
0: great though. <laughs> it's it's uh, tough. I know it's like snowing up here. I bet you guys got a bad down there in
1: uh, Philly. Yeah, it's, it's leading. I think we all had a hard time getting to school today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally understand that, man. Same such. So cool. So uh, we're just in our first podcast today, going to go over some basic questions to see how Harry's doing after his success at PSO and uh, how his success is going on right now. Uh, Harry, you just got promoted uh, one month in now, right?
0: Um, yeah, one, one month into the new gig. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that, man.
1: Do you you mind kind of just going into how you were able to not only get that MuleSoft internship and then, sorry, full-time, and then how you were able to get that promotion one year in, which is pretty incredible?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, right. So going back to my time in school, I uh, have always kind of been focused on technology and selling, um, both two things I'm pretty passionate about. Um, so I knew I had to find a job that combined both of those. So I actually had the opportunity to um, intern for a larger blue-chip technology firm. Um, and You know, great experience. But for me personally, I knew I was looking for something a little smaller. Um, and, you know, I got really fortunate, actually, that one of the gentlemen I had met while uh, out at a sales competition during PSO, um, he ended up working for MuleSoft. Um, and he, he just so happened to reach out to me uh, around the time when I was, you know, getting ready to start a full-time job. Um, said, hey, think you would be a great company, you should at least, you know, take an interview and check it out. Um, so I went ahead and I did that, and, and solely based on the fact that the guy that I knew that works here, um, really good guy, right? And I just trusted his judgment. I didn't know a thing about the company, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took the interview. Um, and the further I got through the interview process, the more and more um, I felt drawn to the people that work there. Um, and that was like the biggest, you know, um, benefit for me, or the biggest thing that I saw value in. Um, everybody I interviewed was just incredibly smart. Um, and I've never felt like that in another interview before. It was a very conversational atmosphere um, and just very real overall. Um, and that was something that was unique and then something that really um, drew me to the company and made me want to work there. Um, and then, aside from that, right, doing a little research on MuleSoft, um, the company's growth over the past few years has been absolutely extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing that trend, I knew, right, this is something big. Um, I might have not have known a lot about APIs and integration at the time, but um, I knew, hey, this company is doing something really cool in the market, and they're doing it very differently than, than the other people out there.
1: Kind of kind to go off that, Harry, um, for those that are interested in tech sales but don't really know a lot of the background stuff, the technical aspects, what would you say to them, and how would you say the best uh, way to go forward is in getting that tech sales position? Yeah,
0: well, my question would be, well, two questions, right? How bad do you want to be in tech sales? And how uh, far are you willing to go to get that opportunity? Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, I'm a big advocate of if you're going to sell something, you need to be an expert in whatever you're selling. Um, So, right, if that is, you know, technology that you're interested in, go ahead and take a couple tech classes. Um, Like, you'd be surprised what you can learn and how it can play out and help you in the job after school. Um, So, for example, I took a couple classes while in uh, college, about like SQL database development, um, about data analytics and different things like that. Um, and I never thought I would use that stuff again. And now, fast forward um, a year out of school, and and in this role, I find myself talking about very similar things quite often. Um, and I think it, it makes it a little easier for me to understand uh, the technical aspect of what I'm selling.
1: 100. percent I'm, I'm actually in the data analytics class right now as a, a minor in MIS, and I, I going into the my tech job over the summer, I already can see the the relationship with uh, being able to communicate with that general language. So I 100% agree with that. Uh, do, you care, do you kind of remember that first time at Mule where you where you were like, this is the community, this is the environment I want to be in? Was there one moment that kind of triggered that?
0: Yeah, I, I had a lot of skepticism going into it to be You know, brutally honest, because you know, I would talk to my parents and my friends and be like, "I'm gonna go work for this company called Mule," (laughs) and they're like, "What is that? We've never heard of that. Like, that's definitely not a good idea." But like, I knew deep down it was like what I wanted, and still, like, I'd say probably through my first month, there's still like a level of skepticism I had, a lot of thought of, "Did I make the right move? Did you know I go to the right company, etc." But I think the moment for me where I realized that it was just the right decision. Um, back in, I believe it was last February or last March, we did a company-wide meetup um, out in San Diego, and all 1,200 people from the company at the time actually came out, and I got to meet people ranging from the engineers to senior leadership, et cetera, and every single person I talked to was just a pleasure to be with, right? Like, just amazing people. Um, I can't think of one person that, like, run it (laughs) the wrong way or anything. Um, and like, that was kind of the moment where I was like, you know what, like, I feel like I belong here. I feel like this is, um, this was the right decision. And then, right. Like, obviously the acquisition from Salesforce kind of cemented that and kind of, you know, put it in concrete that this company is doing something that's really cool and and really valuable to the market.
1: From, from, from a management level though, where where do you see how people are unique for that company? Well, what's the things that's are, the aspects that are kind of bringing attention, uh, to people to really get them in MuleSoft. So just so I understand
0: the question correctly, you're asking how the management team is, is unique from other companies?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like how, how the, is the management structured in the sense of a different uh, Salesforce, for example? How how is that uh, integration been? The
0: integration between Salesforce and MuleSoft has been good, I think, um, right, naturally when any co- uh, company gets acquired, there's going to be differences in the way that things are structured, and over the course of the past year, we've kind of seen those shake shake out a little bit more, um, whether that's, you know, somebody's titles as a manager at MuleSoft and at Salesforce, they should be a senior manager, um, whatever, but at the end of the day, right, it's all titles and names and none of that really matters to the actual core role. It might matter to, like, who your management team is bubbling up to. But at the end of the day, um, you know, not much has changed being acquired by Salesforce. I think um, the two companies, like, aside from each other before the acquisition, were very similar in the way that they were, um, you know, from a culture perspective, from a structure perspective, etc. cetera. Um, so I don't think the change has been that drastic. Um, but I will say, right, the management team at Mule, I think, is unique in the fact that you have leaders that really care about the people that are on the teams and whether that's, you know, helping you get where you have to go or pushing you harder and, and helping you be even better than you thought you could be. Um, everybody's just so on board and it's not, it's not for like a personal gain. It's because they truly care about your success and the company's
1: success. 100%. I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting some of your supervisors and mentors at the time, and they're all wonderful people. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah. heard great stuff about them too and how they've been successful in their own um ways. So so here kinda of at at this point, I kind of want to transition from your experiences at MuleSoft to kind of going back uh going back that year and a month to uh Temple University again and yeah. kind of how PSO helped you develop into the person that is really being able to be successful at MuleSoft. Mm-hmm. So my my first question was would be uh What was your involvement in PSO like? Yeah, so
0: um, I was actually a transfer student when I came into Temple. So I spent a year at community college to kind of, you know, give myself some time to think about what I wanted to do. Um, And once I got into Temple, I had a buddy of mine who was like, yo, like you gotta join, you gotta join a group, right? You gotta join Mm -hmm. a student organization. You can't just waste your time. And, you know, I kind of stumbled into PSO. To be brutally honest, like I never thought sales was gonna be for me. It was just something that, was like dumb luck honestly, that I walked into the room one day. Um, and when I got there and I saw how hands-on it was and how much you know opportunity you had to really you know learn a skill that you weren't gonna learn in another area of, of school, um, I saw that as extremely valuable. Um, so I spent I think the first two years of my career in PSO as just right like a member like anybody else. I didn't know a thing about sales and I was learning from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually moved on to being a uh, sales mentor. Um, then the director of marketing, and then ultimately the vice president, Um, right? And I got to lead the organization alongside some really incredible people um, and just learned a lot about sales during the entire process.
1: Cool. Would you say that there's kind of a day that doesn't go by that you regret it? Or is there some aspects that Mm -hmm. you feel that you might have changed?
0: Yeah, no, to be brutally honest, like I don't think my life right now would be the same if I wasn't in PSO, like I wouldn't be working at MuleSoft, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have had the internships I had, um, I wouldn't have built the relationships I've built, um, and it's it's funny because when you're you know a freshman or sophomore, you're like probably not thinking that the people that you're going to college with right now are going to help you down the line, um, and the people that I've met in PSO, and I'm talking about like fellow students, have been... 100% like people that I've leaned on for so much um, past college. Um, and it's like a group of people that you can always reach out to and, and voice thoughts to and get people to kind of like spitball your thoughts and ideas with. Um, and that's like really unique, right? Like at any given yeah. moment, I feel like there's at least like 10 people I could just reach out to and be like, hey, I'm thinking about this career move. You want to talk about it? Like I need someone to just give me some advice or at least hear me out. Um, and it's like really unique from that sense.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's funny because we're actually working on the alumni page right now and going back and seeing all the alum that PSO's had now is incredible. Yeah. Uh, be, being a, a fairly new SBO, but uh, having that network of, of people is incredible. It, it's, it's funny because you, you can go on and search anybody really at this point and, 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 and have a one or plus two connection that's somehow related to somebody in PSO if you've set that net out, I feel.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing to think about with PSO, I know you, you just mentioned it, it's a smaller organization, it's newer. Um, but when it comes to the network mm-hmm. of an organization, it's not about the size, it's ultimately about the quality, right? And you want to be surrounded mm-hmm. by the best people possible, and I think PSO absolutely gives you that opportunity.
1: 100%, 100%. I, I kind of want to move to the competitions now. You, you had gone to a lot of competitions um, I, I know some were successful, some, maybe you weren't, I, I've experienced that myself. Um, can you maybe talk about a good moment and then a bad moment in the competition?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, let's start with, with that, I guess, <laughs> I mean, right, any time that you're losing, especially when you're a salesperson, it's going to be bad, mm-hmm. but to, to be honest, like, I don't think I had any really bad moments at a competition, because even the losses were just a learning experience, right? 100%. Um, uh-huh. Like, regardless if you came in last place or you came in, in second, you're going to learn something, you're going to take it, take something away from that experience. Um, so I think, right, everything, going to the competitions, nothing's bad about it, right? It's all good, it's all just learning, networking, and just taking a unique chance at something that most people don't have the opportunity to do. Um, From a good, you know, moment perspective or like something I'm most proud of, um, I think it's when, uh, you know, me and two of my colleagues, Jake and Leah, we took a trip out to Toledo, Ohio. Um, And for those that aren't familiar with the Temple um, sales program, it's primarily student run, right? And a lot of the programs we're up against um, in these competitions have a lot of faculty support. They have full-fledged classes on how you learn to, to sell. Um, and still, just through pure perseverance and, and practice with our little group of three, um, we were able to come in second place overall, um, which was just really impressive, right, for a group of you know undergrads just to kind of put their three heads together and make this happen. Um, I was extremely proud of that, just really proud of the performance that both Leah and Jake had put through during that competition. Um, and, like, from my personal perspective, it was really cool to know that, you know, I had an arm in that from the coaching perspective. So I think that's probably one of the proudest moments I've had at, at one of these competitions.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, the the competitions are 100% beneficial in every aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, w- Would you say that there's been times where you found that, you needed to kind of go out and find your own research for developing your sales curriculum. Cause I, I, like you said, there's only certain times that we teach that here in PSO. What what difficulties or what resources maybe for listeners would you um, give to kind of help people develop themselves? Absolutely. And I, I think what I'm about to say goes beyond sales. It goes into every
0: aspect of life, Yeah, but it's really, You know, first of all, you don't know what you don't know, and it's okay to admit that, and it's okay to look for help in different places, whether that's, you know, reading books about a certain topic, reading blogs, watching videos online. Um, And I think one of the most powerful ways of learning new things um, are mentors, right? Learning people that have worked in sales or whatever field you're interested in for years um, that just have that hands-on experience and can provide that kind of guidance and education. Um, so a really big mentor for me, and I'm sure a lot of the folks at PFO, um, was Brian Bain. Yeah. Um, so he leads up some of our sales courses at Temple University, and he's a career salesperson, right? Um, a lot of great experience, and I'd, I'd say I learned the majority of the stuff I know about sales, um, especially during my time in undergrad from Brian. Um, so I think the number one thing you can be focused on right now is going out, finding that mentor, um, and just making sure that it's somebody that has you know your best interest uh, in, in mind.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. It's funny you say that because at, at one of the competitions, we had one of those interview prep things, and one of the best answers I ever heard was uh, to the question, "How smart are you?" It was, "I know I'm sm- not. I know I'm smart enough to ask the right people to get the job done." And, <laughs> and it wasn't like, "How big is your GPA?" or how low low it is but it's it's going to the right people to make success happen and i think you said that perfectly yeah absolutely yeah great so here this is the kind of segment where we're going to go into what we call the fast five questions (laughs) (laughs) and it's about five minutes where we ask you five questions roughly one minute each kind of rapid fire so be prepared yeah but um we're going to go with it so the first question is what advice would you give to your freshman self um don't be
0: afraid to put your name out there like it can be so nerve-wracking as a freshman to like get in front of the class and do that presentation or talk to that senior who's doing something really cool that you want to do one day um and don't be afraid of that right because you miss every shot you don't take and the worst thing that can happen is you know, someone says, no, I don't want to talk to you. Or someone says, hey, that presentation wasn't great. I think you can improve on this. Um, and, and just getting that kind of feedback um, is going to help you develop so much as a person. Um, and, and the most successful people I've seen in life are the ones that are confident with themselves and are confident enough to have conversations with um, other, you know, successful people and, and just get in front of a room and actually speak and make a point. Cool. Yeah, it's Awesome.
1: Number two, <laughs> <laughs> what was a time where networking helped you?
0: Yeah, I think um, a great example of that, I just brought up um, Brian from, from Temple. Um, so when I was looking for internships between my junior and senior year, um, he was honestly like instrumental in helping me out. And I, I don't think I would have had the same uh, results without him, um, but he was, right, like he played a, a huge role in kind of coaching me through the interview process when I was trying to get into um, the, the larger IT company I worked for, um, and, and ultimately, right, helping me navigate internally, like figuring out who I should be talking to. Um, so I think that's just one example of networking. But another example, and going back to what I said earlier, um, I wouldn't have ended up at MuleSoft had I not gone to a competition and met another guy who ended up working here like a couple months before me. Yeah. Right? Um, and I never thought when I met this guy that, Okay, he's gonna help me get my first job out of school, and <laughs> it's gonna be the best job I could ever ask for, mm-hmm. um, right? And then two years later, he comes knocking on my door, and it kind of all just fell fell to uh, fell together, right? Like, yeah, in, 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 like, possible. Um, so I think that's like two examples of how that could help.
1: I, I know you're a premium member of LinkedIn. Is that correct? <laughs> I am. That is, that is sales NASH. <laughs> for 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 those that are unfamiliar with it or uh, don't have that status, um, can you maybe go into a little bit of how LinkedIn's helped uh, you prospect and find connections? Yeah. So,
0: um, regardless of what you're selling, it's important that you're selling to the right audience, right? And LinkedIn's going to help you identify who those key players for each company are. So, you know, hypothetically speaking, say we're selling a marketing automation software. Well, we probably want to target marketing folks, or we want to target IT people that support the marketing function. Um, and LinkedIn is going to make it so easy to identify who those people are and kind of give you the opportunity to reach out. Um, it's actually funny. I think a lot of people rely on like phone and email for outbounding these days, um, but LinkedIn can be you know ten times more powerful. First of all. Um, you know you have a profile and a face and it's easy for somebody to put kind of like this human persona to your name. Um, second of all, a lot less people are prospecting on uh, LinkedIn. So the chances of your prospect actually seeing the message you're sending once you identify them uh, much higher. So I think LinkedIn's like a great avenue. Um, I think it's getting to the point where people are starting to use it a little bit more heavily, but I still think right there's opportunity um, there, especially when you compare it to something like email or cold calling.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think having a name to face is instrumental to being able to really connect with somebody. Right, yeah. Number three, (laughs) what is one area of the sales process or the sales uh, process in general that you think you could improve on? Yeah,
0: uh, well, I'm I'm the kind of person who thinks I could always improve, right? I'm never going to be content with where I'm at, um, but I think... Two like the biggest and most important things you need to learn when you're doing sales is one, um, actually prospecting right. How to how to conduct a cold call and make it sound professional and you know make yourself sound like you have a really well thought out point on why you want to talk to that person. Um, So that's one aspect of it. I think the other one is also doing discovery and qualifying people in or out of the funnel. Uh, Just because someone doesn't wants to have a conversation with you doesn't mean they're necessarily the right person, right? And we need to make sure that we're asking the right questions early on to determine, is it worth me putting the time into this person and bringing them down the funnel, right? Or are they just, you know, twiddling their thumbs or trying to do some science project? Um, And and this might not really go anywhere long term. Um, So really important to build up that skill set so that you as a salesperson aren't wasting time and wasting your team's time.
1: Yeah, 100%. So number four. So I, I know you come back every once in a while. We love when you do. <laughs> but what what would you say is the best uh, change that the organization has had since you have graduated? I mean, it's like actually super impressed. Every time I go back to PSO, I'm like,
0: wow, all over again. <laughs> I thought it was good when I was, you know, leading the org with, with my team. And now that I see what you guys have done, it's like absolutely incredible, whether that's Um, you know, the enablement you're doing during the sales seminars or, you know, the the fact that you're getting so heavily involved with these competitions Um, and the fact that you guys are really going after great sponsoring companies to support the organization. Um, Like, we had some of that when I was around, but I think the management team that's in place today really stepped that up and taken it to the next level. Um, And like I said, every time I see, like, another post on PSO, like, on LinkedIn or Facebook, I'm just like... Wow! Like I can't believe I never thought of that. Like these these young kids are great.
1: <laughs> it, it's funny you say that because today we actually signed uh, the third university to come to the Fox Sales Challenge. It's the first time ever we're opening it up to other schools. See, like that that like that <laughs> that's
0: something that like when I was around,
1: like I dreamed of doing that and never
0: actually did it. Um, yeah. And I think it's like I think it's so cool to see like a, a group of students come together and actually make that kind of an impact.
1: I, it's funny because I, I remember you saying you had a vision of PSO, and, and the idea of a vision is like this long, long-term dream, and I remember you saying you wanted it in every single school all <laughs> across the country. i I'm still here. That's still the dream. And
0: maybe it's get still there. the dream. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's really tough, though, to like make that kind of progression, especially when your leadership team turns over every year, right? Mm-hmm. And then some new person comes in, and they have their own idea of how things should look, and there's like a lack of consistency.
1: Yeah. 100%. I I think we're, we're striving. So yeah, like I said, (laughs) that turns over every year. It's just like incredible to see what can be accomplished. Sweet. So that's question number four. And then our last question for our five question uh, segment is, can you talk about the importance of having a mentor? I know you've kind of, you kind of talked about this, but uh, can you maybe just elaborate, maybe like a couple of key facts of your experiences or so?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the way that I think about this is that you always have to be kind of striving towards something, right? There has to be some goal, and maybe there's a long-term goal and then a couple short-term goals in between. Um, and you need to find the right person to give you guidance, right? And, and the, the most important thing about a mentor is that it's got to be somebody that's not going to care what you say to them, right? Because you gotta be, you got to have somebody you can be completely honest with. Um, Or else it's going to be really hard to ask the right questions to them or to get the guidance you're looking for. Um, And I think that's rare that you can find somebody that you can have that type of trust in. But once you do, um, like it makes life a lot easier. Because I think there's sometimes questions that we get like nervous to ask people because you're really thinking like, oh, what are they going to think of me if I say this? Or like, how is this going to change their outlook on me? Things like that. Um, But if you have someone that you know has your best interest in mind and isn't going to think of you differently, regardless of what you're asking or your opinion on something, like, that's the best mentor, in my opinion, right? And and like I said, I think everybody needs somebody like that in their life. Um, It's just a matter of, like, finding that person and and
1: establishing that type of relationship. 100%. I, I totally agree yeah it, it's funny because brian brian bain's my mentor right now and <laughs> he, he's incredible and uh it really he's a good.
0: great he's a great example of somebody you can be you know very straight up with right and um mm-hmm. like regardless like brian <laughs> I hate you right he's like, <laughs> um and like i said like i think that's like one of the hardest things to find in your career and honestly just like in life in general it's really hard to find people like that mm-hmm. yeah
1: i 100 percent agree well harry that's Sorry, Harry, that's all the time we got right now. Um, we, <laughs> we really want to thank you uh, for coming on our podcast today. Uh, you and I can chat a little bit afterwards, but uh, thank you for coming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the uh, time, and everybody that's in PSO, keep doing what you're doing, and big things will uh, come for sure. I guarantee it.
1: Great, Harry. Thank you.
0: Thank you.